is Dina and Laura, and it's How to Write Grants, and we are here for episode two on how to write grants. Um, we are still in Donna's office. It's actually how to write a grant. Oops, sorry, how to write a grant. <laughs> I did make a Gmail for that, so it's how to write a grant at gmail.com, just saying. Okay, well, um, we are here to talk a little bit about grants, and today I, Ellie's not here, so I have- She's the, on vacation. Yeah, um, somewhere in the South Pacific, correct? Yeah, I think it's Vietnam. Oh, okay. We should go visit a friend. Yes, Ellie has friends. We're still unsure. They, <laughs> they live in Vietnam, so we can't be particularly positive on this one, but we think she has friends. Um... And so I, Dina, is writing the grant question today or asking the grant question. And so my question to Laura is, are there grants about food or for food services? And how do I apply for something like that? But before we actually talk about that, what would you like to talk about? I think we should stick with the food theme. And uh, for me, it's a, and this is springtime, so... It's, uh, for me, it's pickling time. So I've been busy pickling um, radishes and Kirby cucumbers. What is pickling? Because to me, like, I just go to the supermarket and I buy pickles right out on the counter and I don't want to know what happens. Like, what, what happens in pickling? So it's essentially, you know, vinegar, water, some spices, some aromatics, and it undergoes this process, and it takes your, your raw veggies. Some people do fruit. I've done fruit in the past. And you pickle fruit? Yeah. Are you a monster? Like I pickled... Um, with vinegar? Yeah, I pickled apricots. I also pickled fresh apricots, and I pickled green tomatoes. Okay, green tomato makes sense. But yeah, which is a fruit. Tomatoes are fruit. Yeah, I guess so. I almost put, yeah, no, I can't. I can't. Oh, Go oh, ahead. I pickled, oh, I pickled cherries last year. They were fan. incredible. Are those the kind of cherries you get when you drink? Because they come in a jar. Everything in a jar to me has been pickled, but I'm not really sure if that's well, true. They were, well, was it a maraschino cherry? Because that's a different type of process. Yes, probably. That's, a, that's like a sugar, water, preserve, colored thing. So that's it. not pickling. It's not the same. Oh, well. But it undergoes this process in which it winds up cooking it slightly and preserving it naturally. And it's really yummy. Who invented pickling? Do you know? I have no idea. I think it was just to preserve food. We should bring our uh, history buff co-worker on the podcast one day to tell us who... Who invented pickling, but um, they'd probably take up at least several podcasts. So Ugh. I'm sure we could find a pickle expert out there. Yeah, if you're a pickle expert, please definitely message us because <clears throat> now I'm concerned who like invented pickling. Well, I, I think regardless, um, I'm a big fan of pickling um, because it's fun to do. I tend to have parties, so it's a nice little side. You have pickling to... parties? No, I have barbecue parties. That's another podcast. I have barbecue pot parties, and because sometimes of the fatty cuts of meat, having something that's been pickled with that vinegar really cuts the fat, and it really is really yummy. It's a nice complimentary thing. Do you use the brine afterwards to clean your house? No, but you, I understand you can use it, and I, I believe I've used it once or twice for ice um, Wait. during the winter time. 
Oh, you mean to melt. To the melt the ice. ice. I feel like that's a good waste of brine. Well, I save up the brine during the fall time, uh -huh. so I don't have to buy salt. Do you put the pickles down on the ground, too? No, I've already eaten the pickles. I imagine that in South Philly, there would be somebody who would eat the pickles if you did throw them on the ground, like perhaps a stray cat or a possum or something. I'm not really looking to get city wildlife to hang out at my house. Really? At all? <laughs> I love when a squirrel shows up in my backyard and eats something. It makes me feel like, you know, I'm making friends with the neighbors. <sighs> well, I guess you're a special <laughs> person. You're special. But, um... I care deeply about the squirrels. But there's a lot of things you can pickle. So do you not... You, do you only eat cucumbers? Admittedly, that is the only thing I normally eat. Because roasted red peppers are not pickled, correct? Oh, they're pickled. Oh, okay. So I eat roasted red peppers, like... A lot. So what they do is they're putting them, I think they're, it's to preserve them longer. So they're put, um, so they're, their outside is charred to get the skin off. And then I believe they're putting them into a, a brine solution. Okay. That's why it always tastes a little bit tarty. Yeah. It's the vinegar. Interesting. Okay. So I do eat roasted red peppers, which I are not a fruit, thank God. Right. Um, but they're cooked a bit. So, so I do refrigerator pickles, which is the lazy person's view. I love being lazy. Tell me more. Right. So essentially, you know, um, you're, you're, I have different types of vinegar at home. Um, but if you're going to do refrigerator pickling, you, your vinegar needs to be at least 5% um, concentration. And it'll say that on the bottle. So don't use the ones from Home Depot or, you know, the big box stores because that's meant for cleaning applications. The ones in the supermarket are 5%. So they could be red wine, white, apple cider. So I can't use white vinegar to make pickles? You can. Okay. And that's how, that's the one that's traditionally used in regular garlic dill. Okay. That's what I use Just for cleaning don't my use, house. You can use the one that you buy from the supermarket, but if you look, when you go to the big box stores and you buy vinegar, uh, that's a much higher concentration and is not meant for consumption. Got it. Got it. I will not drink that from that bottle. I don't want to get drunk. Exactly. That's why it's sold in a home improvement store. I feel like people probably get, try to get drunk off of vinegar. That seems like something... So if you, there are vinegars out there like champagne vinegar, champagne vinegars, raspberry vinegars, rice wine vinegar that are less than 5%. Mm -hmm. So if you're using that to pickle, this is from, you know, me researching the internet, which means I'm practically an expert. So there was a phone ringing in Donna's office. That's crazy. So, um, it's still ringing. I wonder who's calling Donna. We'll just never know. We won't know yet. This is our lunchtime podcast, and Donna's not in this office right now, and that's why we're using it. Yes, and we're eating our lunch, and I'm going to also, after we talk about what was put in this jar, I'm going to do a live taste test of one of these pickles and tell you how they really are. So um, so you, so you, if you're going to use less than 5% vinegar, um, you should really, that's, you're not, refrigerated pickles you can keep for a month. If you're going to use less than 5%, Maybe you shouldn't keep it for a month. Maybe you should eat it, like, in the next few days. Um, I'll give you an example. You ever go to a, Vietnam, a, Vietnam, a Vietnamese restaurant and you get the uh, bacon radish and the carrot um, pickled? No. Okay. <laughs> you probably didn't even notice or you ate it and you didn't realize it. I probably have never been to a Vietnamese restaurant before. I'm sure you have been. You're just blanking. Okay. Oh, wait, I have. I went with you. It's okay, world. It's okay. So um, that is actually pickled probably like two to three hours in advance. 
and um, they use rice, rice, wine, vinegar, sugar, and some salt. Okay. So can you tell us about the recipe to make the pickle that you brought with you today? Oh, yeah. So the recipe that I use. Oh, wait. Also, Laura told me that she was going to make these pickles, but then I wasn't allowed to eat them for like a week or two weeks. And I was like, what? You're, you told me you're making pickles two weeks in advance, but you didn't tell me I can't eat them? I don't know. I'd like to be able to eat I'd like to leave them sitting for a bit for optimal flavor. So that usually is about one to two weeks. And then you have about th two to three more weeks to eat before the end of the month. But I have had friends who are adventurous and continue waiting for it to get better. So, you know, those are my crazy friends. Um, I'm not crazy. I'm just indulgent. I'm also really not a friend. <laughs> so, um, so... Uh, the pickles that um, I made, you know, they have, um, uh, it was about one and a quarter cups of distilled white vinegar, which has the 5% acidity. Um, I did about three tablespoons of kosher salt, two tablespoons of sugar, uh, two cups of cold water. Um, I wonder what happens if you put hot water in. Um, well, my experience is if you're going to do bread and butter, it, it's, it's heated. Okay, okay. And you always use cold water because, yeah, yeah so. Yeah. Um, I added, uh, I didn't have whole coriander seeds, so I just made up an amount of, of ground coriander seeds, you know. I'm shaking my head. Like I don't, I, I, I don't like recall. I don't even know what that is. I don't, re I don't recall how much I used. By the um, way, I don't cook at all. It, this recipe asked for six garlic cloves. I think I did like the whole head. because I, I do see the garlic Because cloves. that's appropriate for me. Uh, it said a teaspoon of mustard seeds. I think after I put the mustard seeds in the jar, I thought, no, I'm going to put a lot more. So I don't really follow recipes, although I'm reading one. It doesn't really, I don't really follow it. Um, and then some red pepper flakes. I'm pretty liberal because I really want that heat in there. Like liberal as in politically liberal or liberal as in you just put a lot in there? I think it really depends on how much red pepper flakes you have. Because I also rebooted this recipe to not have red pepper flakes, and I upped the mustard so that your face felt like it was your face and your mouth felt like it was burning after you ate the pickles, and that did, did not dissuade my friends from eating them. They continued. So you made something that's gonna burn my face. Yes, because you felt like you got all flush. Hmm. Are you trying to kill me in Donna's office? <laughs> well. There's no windows in Donna's office. How will anyone find you? So, you know, but that, that is not this pickle. So, um, and then I added, um, I don't know, it might have been three bunches of dill. I don't know. It was whatever I found. I will say that the dill makes this look like a very hairy concoction right now. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's a clear jar. You people out on the internet use them to put your salads in there. I don't know how you guys do that, but they're called mason jars. Or you drink from them. Does I feel like the lip of it would bother me. I like a nice smooth lip when I drink my cup. Just saying. So I... Um... Uh, I actually got this recipe actually from a website called Once Upon a Chef. Hat tip to Once Upon a Chef. Thank you, Jennifer Siegel. Jennifer has a lot of great recipes. I just have this thing about tweaking pickle recipes depending on how what ingredients I have in the house, which is sometimes more of this or more of that. But um, I like to use fresh herbs. Some people like to use dried. You know, and a lot of recipes will say 
buy a pickle spice of a supermarket, which is, you know, in a little container. You know what? Just make your own. Wait, there's pickle spice. There's something I've never known. And now I want to put pickle spice on everything, like pickle spice on my hamburger, pickle spice on my pasta. It's, it's really meant for marinating and putting on meats. I don't care. It's a spice that's going to no, pickle in yeah, it. I'm going to yeah. just do that. You know, I need you to work with me, not against me. Whatever. So I'm not trying to be boring about this, but do you want to just, like, try this out? Yes. Okay, so again, I'm going to eat it out of a mason jar, which you people on the internet like to drink from. I do not. Um, I'm going to get it out with a bamboo fork, because that seems easy. <laughs> okay, so these are cut very thickly, and they're kind of hard to get out. Yeah, I like to cut my pickle chips. I like doing pickle chips because they're easy to marinate, and they actually, I like that big giant crunch of the pickle, not like a thin pickle chip, because that's just annoying. And so uh, there's a little bit of dill hair on this, as we'll refer it's, to it. It's now. called dill. It's not hair, but it you looks know. like. I mean, it's like some sort of like leaf. Like I don't know. Why am I eating plants? I don't even know people. Okay, so I'm going to eat it and see if my face starts to burn. I hope you can hear me crunching. <laughs> I will say the tip of my tongue is a little burny, and definitely the back of my throat feels a little burny, but it's good. Now I put the whole pickle in my mouth. Yeah. So there's definitely a kick overall. Super delicious. Now, what do you do after you eat all the pickles, which we're like gonna do in like two seconds? Okay, so after. After I eat all the pickles, or after all my friends eat the pickles, and they happen to be at my house, I make them take the brine home, jar and all. Because you can actually use the brine again, like, twice over. So you can cut even more pickles up and put in there. I yeah. guess they're not pickled beforehand. They're you, cucumber. You cut, you cut cucumbers, preferably non-seeded ones, like Kirby's or Persians. Um, but, you know, traditionally when you buy pickles in the supermarket, they are Kirby cucumbers. And um, I have a friend who likes to add carrots to it, so she cuts up her baby carrots. So they're... Wow, I'm just realizing again that yes. cucumbers mostly don't have seeds, and that's really weird. Well, there's different varieties. They used to have a lot more in them now that I think about them. Like for my Are you sure? Are you sure you're just not referring to slicing cucumbers, which are the bigger ones, which people get in salads? Maybe. Weird. Okay, so... Seedless cucumbers, Kirby's brand name. Kirby, I hope you want to be our sponsor one day. Or, or they're generally seedless. But that's not the point. The point is is that you should be pickling because it's fun. Um, you know, you could bring it out at parties. Um, I mean, they're really tasty. I'm still not sure if I'm personally a pickler, but I'm personally somebody who likes eating pickles. Um, I don't know if I would try the pickled apricot, but that's just me. Um, not many people liked it. See? <laughs> not crazy. You have to try different things. Okay. So, ultimately, one, everyone should pickle. You should go read How to Pickle from, what is this, Once Upon a Chef? That seems so, I've never, like, I do not go on websites that are for cooking. That's really crazy to me. I don't think you cook. No, I don't think <laughs> Like, I think, you know. Laura's saying that the pickles are like a lazy person pickle, but like a lazy person pickle is you go to the grocery store and you pick it up. And the lazier person pickle is that you call up like Instacart and have them bring you pickles. 
Um, my friends would dispute that. They say they would tell you that the lazy person's pickle is to go to Laura's house. <laughs> well, just so you all know, Laura lives south of me, and I don't go any further south than Tasker in Philadelphia. <laughs> That's truly lazy. On a side note, I lived at Ethan Tasker for a while. And um, I used to call it Tasker Ave for some reason. And for the longest time, I'd write it as Tasker, Tasker Ave. And then a local informed me it was street and whatever. They were very upset. Which also reminds me, yesterday on Twitter, someone asked how you pronounce the street um, S-A-R-T-A-I-N-E. I think that's how you spell it. No, there's no E. There's no E? How do you pronounce it? Tartain. So you, like, you say like Mintain instead of like uh, Fountain. The way it's spelled. How do you pronounce it? I mean, I pronounce it the same way because I've heard people pronounce it that way. But when you think about the spelling, right? Mm-hmm. It's also like um, Greenwich Street, which any New Yorker would call Greenwich. <laughs> yeah. Just like it's Houston. Yeah. Or um, Cliveden and Cliveden in Northwest Philly. So weird things. Plus, also, I say Passyunk, which I know people are like. Say it again. Passyunk. It's Passyunk. Yeah. I don't say it that way. So you're just being contrarian? Um, it just does not roll off my tongue. Okay. Whatever. So please go make pickles. And, <laughs> um, Laura is now going to wrap this up by telling us a little bit about food grants. Because personally, I have never written a grant about food before. So two-parter. How do people apply for food grants? Oh, broke out a two-parter. She's looking at me like I'm crazy now. Um, how do people apply for food grants? And then what is your favorite grant that you ever wrote that had to deal with food in some way? Um, so food grants, when they pertain to school districts, generally are state grants and they're only applicable to food service managers. That is generally someone in your central office who oversees, let's say, the, the school cafeterias. So I like to refer to them as the HBICs of lunch ladies. So they're not applicable. So if, if you're a food staff person in a school and you come upon an opportunity, it's really, um, you should really check with the, your director of food services, most likely located in, um, you know, the central office. Um, and they can, they can let you know if it's an appropriate uh, grant or whether um, the district would be uh, applicable for that matter. So, okay, so the Department of Education puts out food grants. I guess U.S. No. So, no? no, usually it's the state provides those oh, grants okay. at the same. So they might be pushing certain initiatives in your state. Mm-hmm. But on um, but there are other garden-related food grants. Oh, okay. So occasionally you get them from private um, foundations. And the private foundation ones, if, they're, if it's a food grant related to the cafeteria and it's a private foundation, again, you should really check with your food service director um, because it has to do with the USDA, appropriate nutritional guidelines, the reimbursement that occurs. It's all these complicated things. But um, So can I interrupt you and ask ahead. you to tell the blueberry story about the students who got the frozen blueberries? Okay, so many, so many years ago, um, this very large school district in, in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, they introduced a product at breakfast time. It was blueberry pancakes. 
And when it was offered, many children did not eat it, and they complained to their parents. And those parents called up that very large school district in Philadelphia, and the parents said, why are you serving bugs to my children? Everybody knows that you don't put bugs in pancakes. You put bugs in other types of food, but not pancakes. Well, I think it's indicative of being unfamiliar with certain types of, you know, very nutritious food. So um, uh, this very large school district in Philadelphia was very fortunate enough to actually get a grant, um, I think, soon after. And they worked on... um, what they call extending the season so that they would get a product in which it's grown during a certain season and then it's frozen for a later use during the winter when you're less likely to have that product. And they taste tested the product in using it, um, I believe, in parfaits, muffins, um, things of that nature. And the kids actually tried it and they really, really loved it. And and so, um, uh, so the good story is that the kids in this very large school district are now familiar with blueberries, and they enjoy them. We're all very grateful for that, and so are all the children of Philadelphia. Well, it also tells you, you know, when there's an issue, sometimes that yeah. issue can be addressed. I mean, and also just this very large school district in Philadelphia does not put bugs in their food, just putting that out there. <laughs> As somebody who eats from the food cart at the very large district. <laughs> okay. So do you have a favorite food grant you ever wrote? Or, um, or food related somehow? No, no, I really don't. Oh, well. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for listening to How to Write a Grant. Don't want to get that wrong this time. And if you have a question for us, you can find us um, at howtowriteagrant at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you.